In the words of the legendary Luke Gellerman, hello, dog. Welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast. <laughs> because everything matters, including the host getting stepped on in the intro by Johnny Tugs. <laughs> I'm joined Classic. this evening by the aforementioned Johnny Tugs, DJ, Hood Husky, uh, UW Leah, and our returning special guest, Roman Tomashov. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Got a woof today. Yeah. Got a woof today. We'll we'll get to that. Um, we'll start off with with our special guest, Roman. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I've got the uh, the Pulp Daddy uh, New England IPA from uh, Greater Good Brewery in Massachusetts. I'm mad I didn't order more of these because these are awesome. Ooh. Nice. Tugs, how about you? Uh, I'm going gin and tonics with uh, Rainier Gin. Very nice. Ooh, yeah. How is the Rainier Gin? I've been meaning to try that. Oh, by a case of it, if not two. <laughs> is that gone in a week in the Tug household? <laughs> uh, a day. <laughs> a day. Yeah. R.I.P. Your liver. Yeah. Uh, how about you, man? <laughs> Uh, so I got the truck, the basic, you know, basic one, uh, IPA, Silver City Brewery. So a little nice. basic, had to, had to beer it up today. Here we go. Yeah, nice. That's a good one. DJ, how about you? And I got the, the classic White Claw again that I'm usually drinking if it's not the margarita, strawberry. Nice. Uh, Leah, go ahead. Um, I'm still 39 and white, so I've got, um, a lemon LaCroix, and I've also got a frozen mango margarita boozy pop, so double, double the whiteness, and this is delicious. Ooh. <laughs> Available at QFC right. or Fred Meyer. That's hella cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a white. This is a white. <laughs> And DJ, there there's no laws when you're drinking the claws. <laughs> All right, now I'm starting the evening with uh, with a nice IPA from Future Primitive. I've got the Queer Beer IPA that they did in collaboration with uh, the White Center Pride Organization uh, in the White Center neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, and then once I'm done with this, I'll be moving on to a Stiegel uh, Raspberry Rattler. So I've got good stuff Solid. to consume this evening. All right, we'll dig right into it um, and talk. Uh, well, uh, well, we'll hit. We've we've hit what we're drinking. Um, how about shoutouts or or great tweets that we've seen in the last you know week and change since we potted last? DJ, go ahead. All right, so <clears throat> going a little different route since I wasn't on the on the happy hour or non happy hour pod. I got a I got a, a thing or two to say from that that conversation <laughs> no but uh i will admit you know frozen lost to moana obviously so uh i was obviously going to for frozen but frozen's not even one of my favorite movies so my favorites did advance far lion king toy story and if i would have picked two from the modern my two favorites were wreck it ralph and uh little stitches i was the other one that advanced far so my other movies did good and I had, and I told, I told them that the, some of those, like, what was it? Uh, Coco wasn't going to advance far. And I, I think it's because a lot of people haven't seen Moana and Coco, but uh, fair, fair. 
But I'll give you that on Moana, because even though I've given you guys some crap on Moana, it is a great movie. Really, really good movie. There's just a few that I like more, but it's still up there. But yeah, so I just wanted to say that. Uh, congrats, Leah, on the on the Frozen win. She had a. I I won that match, and then Moana got ousted the very next round. So. Yeah, what was that by Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast or something? Something something mid. I don't know. Yeah. Well, those neither neither are mid. <laughs> <laughs> it's my goal we, we, to make to make Hood completely fall out of his chair during the pod tonight. <laughs> Hey, it got wheels, and I sure could fall out this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will have another bracket up soon. We will do superheroes. Um, that'll probably land sometime in July, now that we're into the, the month of July. Uh, any other shout-outs or comments from the Happy Hour pod uh, that for those that weren't able to attend? Hood, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, so uh, I personally uh, would have really loved for Ratatouille to win. That's a personal favorite of mine. Sweet. Uh, it, it, it Underrated. It in me. Very much so. Um, very engaging. Um, I have not seen Soul and Coco yet. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Almost, I know. I heard. I get, I get shit for it anyway. But um, I tried to watch Coco, or sorry, Soul last night and was told it was sad. So don't watch it. But uh, yeah. So, my daughter started watching that. I saw it for the first time three months ago. So good. Yeah. And I don't know what I was doing missing that. Well, let us toast to your non idiocy, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Luca just dropped in this bomb. It That's is actually so good. good. Really it's good. So good. Luca. And it's good. It's in Italy, so you know I got to shout it out. Go, Luca. Because you know my obsession with Italy and Italian food. Silenzio, Bruno. <laughs> Whoa. Better than better than Raya. Shout out J-Cap. <laughs> it is. It, it is a it lot is. better than Raya. Sorry, J-Cap. Mulan's underrated. This is, too. This is just the J-Cap slander pod. <laughs> that's the title that's the title of the pod tonight so again you're welcome no it, it's not we're gonna we're gonna shout out our newest commitment in the in the pod title um all right uh moving on let's let's get into actual uh shout outs either great tweets um i i'll start and, and i will recognize uh f mac for a vicious takedown uh of uh oregon's recruiting philosophy bravo sir um that was was quite nice uh, keep that up. Anybody else have any good tweets that they'd like to recognize or shout out? It's 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 been a while since I've been on the podcast. Shout out the entire Oregon fan base for you know, just just not not knowing it. And I'm sorry, I'm not an insider or anything. You're definitely not. We that's been no. pointed out a lot of times that you're not an insider. I, I make sure that they know the people know on a daily basis that I don't. So I just I, I want to give a shout out to all the Duck fans. So to keep up the good work. But all of them, including those 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 fans of theirs that are you know on the other side of the country and think that they're experts on fucking everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, yeah, as, a, as a former I... expert from the other side, of... I I I don't I don't I don't know where they're going with that. Just you know. 
able to do it for four years in Massachusetts, but I, I guess these guys can't do it from Florida. Go ahead. Oh my God, Roman, that was uh, epic. So I have, so we talked about Oregon. I got three Husky shout outs that I would love uh, for the Dognosticator with the countdown. Oh man, love it. Uh, nobody asked for it and for him to take that up on himself. Uh, that was awesome. Shot me a DM too, uh, saying that he really enjoyed me doing that. Um, and it's super, it's super fun. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I like seeing it. <laughs> like that's why there's so many A's all over. I like seeing it a little bit. So many days. Like I sing it a little bit. Um, and then um, two other people that are content creators. Um, I feel like I'm not too good at video editing, and these guys did a phenomenal job. Uh, so uh, Seattle native, oh my goodness, yeah. dropping that heat, dropping that heat, dubs up, dropping that heat. Um, if you haven't seen that or follow him, go check that out um, and um, <clears throat> follow him. As well as uh, something is cooking up, uh, bow down death row, um, that at as well. He's cooking something up as well. So stay tuned for that. But just love the content creation. That's going to do nothing but help you know, our student athletes out, the programs out, um, especially with era of NIL. So really love the notoriety of, uh, or the content creation, independent content mm -hmm. creation. Yep. All right. Uh, I got, I got one too. Uh, forgot his actual name, but Boomer, the guy who puts out all those graphs or like lists, he, he put UW the least passionate fan base in the state of Washington. I don't know if he's just trolling. If he is, good good job trolling, or he, he just so dumb that he doesn't even know anything because well, that's absolutely not true. I mean, did you did yeah. you see his rationale that he did he? Oh, I don't see yeah. you know UW fans at every game day, and 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 I, I'm gonna I'm not trying to pat myself on the back for this one, but my response is yes because our football team wins games and we don't have <laughs> to travel all over the country saying we exist, we exist, we exist. Yeah, also, I, I guess like, that makes. I mean, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't really make himself look relevant when he chose GoDog ninety one as the best Twitter handle. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. in his I defense, he did regret that almost I immediately. Mean, I'm sorry that he regretted it, but he shouldn't have done it for the first place. So. He also chose Acroft as the most yeah. sensitive Husky fan, which I, I yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's going with that. Shout out to Castleberry Jam for getting the hey. that recognition this yeah, week. Let's go. LDJD, your shoulders are still nice. I'll echo tugs from like seven pods ago. <laughs> how do you have how do you have the best tailgate but the least passionate fans? Exactly, and we travel the best. What what other team travels the best in the Pac-12? I'm going to Michigan. Uh, That's why none. we get great bowls when like it's kind of like we are having an mm -hmm. okay year. It's because of how well we travel, how well it's going to do for the bowl exactly. and the TV and for the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. because of our passionate fan base. That's why like we get the nods in that in those situations because everyone well, wants to know. And, so. and I will also point this out: there are two of us on our podcast that are in a chat that he started, and no Cougs. No clue. He's totally trolling him. the fan base. He's totally yeah. trolling. Completely trolling. He does a Shout nice job trolling Stanford, though. It's Yes. And Texas. Elite. We found their one fan. Was... Yeah. Today I was like, wait, Stanford fans exist? What? Stanford and Cal oh, fans. It, don't it, it's a block created by a tech company in Silicon Valley, I promise. <laughs> David Shawburner. 
<laughs> Seriously. I, I didn't see enough uh, anti-Herm Edwards content for that to be a David Shaw burner. <laughs> All right. Um, I do have uh, any other shout-outs before I move on to stupid tweets. All right, I've got one quick stupid tweet. Uh, I want to. I'm not going to recognize them by name because it was idiotic, and they have all of two fucking followers. But they were like, "Hey, I don't. You know, you got to have a name recognition to you know before you can market yourself." Responding to ZTF, and ZTF absolutely slayed him and said, "Well, enough name recognition to show up in your feed." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." And ZTF did you know lead the conference in sacks, playing four games. So, yeah, fuck the fuck off that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. My God, that was- that was the like the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in my life. Like no, you no, don't no, no, know no. who ZTF is. Uh, there is one more idiotic thing that uh, that we saw, that we saw on Twitter this week, and it's uh, way to go, Cougs! Yeah, the the most influential and recognized collegiate athletic brand in the state of Washington. Get <laughs> um, whatever you're on. Cut the dose. <laughs> they got ratioed by. Al's burner. Al. <laughs> His burner. If you lose Al, you lose it even more than you do to our football team. <laughs> Shout out to Al for that one. Jesus. Right. Uh, all right. Anybody else have any stupid tweets or, or idiocy that they want to sh- wreck or not recognize but shame? I just thought that bit by Dabo Swinney today about like if uh, we start playing paying college football players that I'm going to quit as a football coach and I just thought like you are making what 20 million dollars a year and you have a problem with your guys who are sacrificing their bodies and minds mm-hmm. to get paid and you'd, mm-hmm. you'd quit your job before they got paid that's a bad look buddy it's a bad look so yeah stupid ass comment yeah fuck off Dabo Anybody else, or, or can we dig into recruiting? All right, I would, uh, recruiting I would it is. Point, oh, recruiting it is. No, no, hood, go ahead. Oh, well, just the last thing. It's kind of new, uh, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw like Yahoo Sports, like college football uh, news preseason All Pac-12 team, but they have like Trent McDuffie at safety. They got like a Utah guard that's a redshirt freshman. First, it's just all over the place. And to think, like, I, I personally take that stuff as, like, disrespect, man. Like, you, you're, you're tasked to do a job, you know what I mean? And you don't even, you know, watch film or take the time out as a casual does, you know what I mean? To come up with my postseason first and second team all-packed club, I sat there and watched an abundance of games before I made my decisions, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of crazy to see people that are paid to do this just kind of take names out of a hat, you know, top five out of a, of a position, you know, lazy work. Name. La- Disrespect, just, lazy. Yeah. You know, hopefully, you know, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but George K. Uh, George Klefkoff. Ho- hopefully, you know, like there's some resurgence under him because he doesn't tolerate that disrespect at all. So, <laughs> yeah, I just got bingo, by the way. Already. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? The, you said the George. Yeah, yeah. And can we just say today is July first? Bye bye, Larry Scott. He is done. Well, hashtag. Shouts to Leah. You got him fired. Fired. 
Thank you. I thought you were going to say video. it was Bobby Bonilla Day. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is also that, too. That also that matters, too. Yes. <laughs> decisions oh, that are worse than some of our marketing decisions is uh, paying a pl player until he's 72. <laughs> there are lots of decisions that are, that they're, sorry, there are not many decisions that are worse than UW marketing decisions. The list is very short. Yeah. Oh, I did forget a shout out and shout out to Coker for recognizing how many player yes. social handles. Oh, my were God. Off. My God. We don't. That... Uh, and I will say. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to. None of us that are diehard fans like we are on Twitter want to criticize that, want to have reason to criticize the department. We're not miserable <clears throat> people that are just bitching about everything in the world. We just want the, the department and our athletes to succeed at the highest level possible. And when we see areas where it's not happening, we're going to mention it because, we, and, we're, and, and I said that I responded to something in that thread. Please ask us for help. We're happy to volunteer and call these things out and say, hey, think about this. Think, think about that. The, the optics of things matter. Go ahead, Leah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, you when, when we're our direct competition in recruiting is often Oregon and they are a machine with marketing. That is one thing that they just they have they have it as a machine and they're really, really good at it. And they can easily point to a screw up like this to say, like, this, this is who you want to, this is our competition, really? I mean, we can point to a lot of other things that make us better than them, but that's something super easy that it just takes attention to detail and just actually, frankly, caring that you're getting it right. It's just not that hard. And to see us do such a garbage job at that for something that's super easy is very disappointing and it's very public, so... All right, let's go ahead and dig into recruiting. Um, and we'll start with uh, the brand new uh, addition to the stable. Uh, big shout out to Emeka Megwa. Um, I've liked his film for a long, long time. Happy to see us close the deal. Shout outs to KB. That's three in a row from Texas, making a huge inroad for us in a state that's really going to matter as the game changes. Um, one of the things that, you know, I, I rewatched some of his film or I hadn't watched, I think, the last time we, we, we dove deep on recruiting, um, hadn't seen his i don't think his junior tape was available yet one of the the particular highlights that i wanted to shout out is about a minute and nine seconds in he as a blocker and he talked about this in the press conference today when he made the commitment he absolutely he talked about his willingness and the importance of blocking he absolutely just stones a guy cold um and it's one of those things you love to see if i can use the cliche uh roman what do you think when it comes to megua i i mean I really, what is there to say? The guy is just like people have been saying that for a couple of years now. It really is true to, to get a guy like that. I said this to you before the pod that he is an SEC back. He had all the offers from the SEC schools. At one time, he was a five number one rated athlete in Texas. Obviously, as recruiting, as, as the uh, as they they start to value more. That that ranking might drop a little bit as more players come, but at the same time, he really is the full package. I love the way that he can line up in the slot and run right side of the backfield, but he does have a tendency to just, or and it comes from stiff hips to over, uh, overstep. For the pod, he oversteps and he doesn't 
necessarily move as fluidly as you'd like to see out of a college back. But that's Tim Saha's specialty. Get him in the weight room for a year, loosen up those hips, and work on the agility, and I think he could be the best back in the conference. Uh, speaking of that, man, I had, like, you know, a couple comps, man. I was thinking, like, a Kareem Hunt, definitely like a Kareem Hunt kind of feel, uh, you know, um, and then, like, a J.K. Dobbins kind of feel as well. And then just kind of a little bit of throwback. I don't know if you guys see it with just, like, the balance and the vision. Got to get them hips better, but a little bit of a throwback kind of like Larry Johnson as a running back. So mm-hmm. kind of see that as well. So just three kind of little comps there uh, and then a little bit of throwback for some of the old school cats. So, yeah, yeah. well, and, and I said yeah. it, I think, when we when we talked about it initially, I, I said with and particularly in the sophomore tape um, that really featured him coming out of the backfield as a receiver. I saw a little, and I think I think some of that stiffness that Roman was talking about may have shown up a little in, in the weight that he added between sophomore and junior year. Not, to my recollection, I remember seeing a little bit more wiggle in the sophomore tape. Um, he was, he reminded me a lot of Thurman Thomas in, in terms of that size, that, you know, that real thick frame and ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. But uh, yeah. I saw the comparison of uh, Chris Polk, Husky legend, Chris Polk. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. Dude. I love Chris Polk. Always falling forward. He was a great running back. Yeah, Absolutely. Anybody else uh, have thoughts on Megwa? Cool. Yeah, this was a this was the Emeka we all wanted, right? Yes, it was. We uh, wanted we wanted Emeka squared. We, we wanted we wanted both. True. Like, <laughs> yeah, we wanted both. And to, we're, we're happy to get Megwa. Um, our our receiving, particularly in, in something that we've talked about in a previous pod, that you know we like our receiver room, but it is a little thin with some of the attrition. Um, you know, particularly in case of injury, uh, I would feel a lot better about her receiver room depth with that gang book out there too. Um, yeah. And shout out to everyone who took my tweet seriously earlier today. <laughs> Got some people really offended. I don't even no intentions. Welcome yeah. to the club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If you, we're gonna cheer for our guys that are here. You either want yeah. to be a dog or you don't. Like, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to. I think they'll think. Obviously, we want EE to go and do great things because he's a Washingtonian, but like, he's not a dog. If you're a dog, we want you to go to new heights. Like, let's go. Let's fucking go. All right. Then we'll bounce back. Uh, we've got a number of commitments to talk about that, that we hadn't covered yet, uh, but we'll bounce back to the late add to the 21 class, uh, Devon Banks out of California. Um, Roman, what do you think? Uh, surprise ad, but I've got lots of nice things. To, I've got some nice things to say as well, but I'll, I'll clear the floor for you, sir. And then Hood. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that was something that it came out of nowhere for a lot of even myself and I know a lot of the, the others um, just sort of that work in, in the same industry that I do. We all didn't necessarily expect it, but the more we dove into the film and the more we got to, to watch, watch, listen to this kid, the more I really liked him. It's it's kind of tough when he just totally falls off the And the last measurement that you see before he committed was 5'10", 150 that was a little concerning, but then you can 
quickly yep. everything changed. Came moving up to six foot, I believe, one eighty, which I mean I'm comfortable with that for a high school kid. And then see him get an initial rating as an eighty nine from two four seven. I also thought that was really promising. Uh, I'd like to see him get a composite score, but I don't think that's going to happen. I definitely can say that I agree with that rating. And I'm really excited that the Huskies were able to add another. And a guy of his caliber, I think that he's going to be really good in a couple of years. Yep. Go ahead, Hood. Yeah, man. Um I, I kind of fell in love with this kid, man, like immediately after seeing some, uh, obviously it was in, you know, but uh, I uh, I know kind of elite athleticism kind of when, when I see it, and he's an elite athlete, um, plays both sides of the ball. Uh, watching tape, you can kind of, you got the feel that he's a receiver, you know, you kind of got more of a feel that he has like receiver instincts, and then to see that uh, he was offered essentially as a DB, I was kind of caught off guard, but I was like, he's got the ball skills. You know, Byron Murphy, Alex Cook kind of had that uh, DB wide receiver uh, feel, and we've done, you know, pretty good with them so far. But I uh, felt like he's an elite athlete. Um, I love the alpha mentality. I don't know if necessarily he uh, – I feel like he was the best player on his team. Uh, that's what it kind of seemed in some of the games that I was watching. Um, so they kind of went to him for energy and big plays as well. And then a big – a huge element, too, that I really, really um, – uh, I feel like defined his character a lot was the fact that he bet on himself um, really waited super long in this process, feeling like he deserved this. Um, and it was dang near the last camp. He was probably going to attend maybe second to last. He was going to attend and uh, ended up, you know, getting that offer. And I'm pretty sure we fell in love with his attitude alongside with what we saw there. Uh, that alpha mentality, like I said, betting on yourself, um, yeah, man, I'm super excited for him. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he kind of goes both ways or he finds himself as a PR, you know, kick returner, something yep. like that. Or kick return uh, but, with that with that top man. end long speed that that what he run, I think, at 10, Track, 7, 6. It, oh, man, that I don't think people understand how fast that is uh, for high school, but it's only going to get better, bigger, stronger, faster as well. Um, so I'm super excited for him. Late addition. Um, seems like a great personality fit too. That wanting to be an NFL player as well, so super, super awesome. Yeah, and, and I think the only thing that I would add to that is that, or one of the things that stood out, and I won't say it uh, quite to the extent of uh, Miles Pollard, who we talked about, and and Hood, who, who you called the sleep number um, on our last pod. Um, but Devon's not afraid to bring in the hit stick. That was something that popped out to me on his tape, and I love seeing that out of defensive backs because, you know, getting that out on the edge, and it's an intimidation factor. Um, and you get the it, – it causes the alligator arms. The, oh, nope, nope, shit. I, I don't want to catch the ball because I'm going to get <laughs> popped. Um, uh, moving on from there, uh, we uh, let's talk about the commit and then decommit and kind of where we go from here. So we'll t- we'll talk about Mark Naboo uh, briefly out of O'Day. Certainly disappointed to, to have a decommit out of a what's something that is certainly a pipeline school for us. I uh, really do like his tape. I thought he had really strong feet, um, but it looks like he took visits without the coach's knowledge. And, and I think, Roman, you might have more insight into this one. Yeah, it looks like he's just taking the, the tour with FSP. And I want to address that it was a mutual parting of ways. And it looks like it's probably a, a situation 
and I can't necessarily go into a ton of specifics at this time, but it does look like the door isn't closed, and it's more of a, hey, yeah, you want to go on the summer, really fine, we're okay with that, just do it not as a commit, because I, I feel that's going to be better for Mark, and it's also it also leaves the door open for a return similar to what Jacoby did a couple of years ago. I like that. I mean, don't commit if you're not uh, if you're not ready. Like go uh, go see the world, yeah. go see other schools. If you're not ready, like absolutely, I mean, you're only going to get this experience once. Yeah, and a, and a testament to our staff being extremely flexible and prioritizing the kid, man. I mean, how many other people would have probably made a make or break decision there? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. shout out to Jimmy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not, yeah. I'm not pushing him to stay committed or do something he doesn't want. But, yeah, leaving it open. That is big on the staff. Yeah. I. Yeah. And I hope he, he can that we can get him back in in as a commit because I really like, like I said, I really like his tape. I think he, he's got great feet for an interior alignment, moves really well, um, and, and a really strong punch. And those are things that, that I really like to see out of out of a guard player. Unless we get Luli and Connerly, then I'm, yeah. I'm good off that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he's got a he's got a teammate that you know that old day pipeline's legit, man. He's got a teammate that if he if he hops on board, you know, you know, Bama made him go viral, obviously, but man, he's got a teammate that you know we would hope to have more old day cats on the team just to court him. So. OJ yep. running yeah. backs don't leave the state. Facts. Won't um, we got luck. Yeah. Yeah. I I just want more. I, the more hometown heroes we got, the better. I I hope he comes back. Um, I want him back. I just. Yep. I like I like that OJ pipeline. And his For film sure. his film's sure. great. Like I I feel like he could we could get him to the league like. Why wouldn't you want to come here? Scott Huff is all he does is put guys into the league. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the next commit that we got, uh, Vega Iowane out of Graham Kapowson, another guard. Um, Roman, again, I'll let you kind of start us off, and, and then we can <laughs> chime in with with our amateur take something. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah. No, I I, I love Vega. Uh, I think he's the perfect guard at the next level. I love how fluid he is in his movements. He's got that elite power that you want to see from a guard. With the way that UW uses the power run scheme perfectly well and just knock guys over off. Just, I feel like that's just one of the most fun for an offense that wants to establish the run early on. And getting a guy like Vega who can do that learning how to pass protect, which is probably the hardest thing an offensive lineman is going to have to do. I think that that's a for him. And while it's obviously going to take field, there's no system in the country that I trust more than Scott Huff's. I'd, I'd love to see him sit behind, whether it be Nick or Troy Thouton or whoever it might be. Hatchet, just throw in a couple other names. I feel like he's next in what's supposed to be a long line of great offensive linemen. Yeah, it's 
Agreed. Uh, you know, DP's not here, but it, as we talked about a few episodes ago, that is a very, very stacked room. But uh, uh, Hood, I sounded like you had something to say. Go for it. Um, and uh, to what Roman was saying, you know, while he's, uh, you know, simmering, you know, one, two, three years, whatever it is, uh, it definitely seems like he's a solid locker room guy. You know, I saw the the uh, the commit video or whatnot, and I definitely love that swagger and that. Uh, that's something that Nate and uh, Troy both bring to the table, you know, while they're waiting in line. And that's what you're going to need, you know what I mean, when you're putting in that hard work, some of that fun energy, some of that family energy, uh, most definitely. So um, that's what I kind of got from him, too, uh, off the field. It seems like he's a, he's a great fit culturally as well. So yeah, Can't doubt Scott Huff. Tugs, what do we say about Scott Huff? He fucks. <laughs> he definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's a great point. Um, I, I think while we're on the subject up front, um, I think the the biggest, or or from what I read, um, I think the big fish that that's our biggest kind of target left, uh, other than you know hopefully getting. Mark back in the class uh, is Josh Connerly. Um, I love, you know, I, we talked about it in terms of some of our comments on marketing and the, and the, the, the pictures from visits, the, the picture of Josh Connerly with his little brother. Um, I, I think that's our, our biggest fish left, uh, obviously prototype there. Um, and I just hope to hell that we can, that we, we close them out. Uh, Roman, what do you think of Josh? In, I, I tweeted this. Josh is the best in-state lineman I've seen in a long time. Uh, I, I think he might have even be better than Sorrell was out of high school. He's just, he seems like he's a little bit more physically ready to play and has a, a more all-around game than Foster did. Not I don't want to knock him for anything there where he was out of high school. But I, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about Josh because he's smoother, he's more athletic. Because not only does he have that experience along the defensive line, you can just see it in that video that Lars Hansen tweeted out last week uh, where he's just so fluid in dropping back into pass protection. And while he's not that Orlando Pace kind of guy, step in day one and start at left tackle because that's just not a thing anymore, he's the kind of Well, those of are kid, generational players that can do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, in this, in like this day and age... Once in a 20-year... Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that we're ever going to see a true freshman left tackle start at day one at any Power Five school ever again at this point, just because of the way that schools want to develop kids and make sure that ready but safe from injuries. And I think that that'll that would go double for Josh in any scheme, uh, let alone. But I feel like with him down the road, with that Rainier Beach has to Washington. Um, I would say that I would definitely excuse for this one. It's uh, music to our ears. I, I mean, each Odette, Garfield, you know, any of the in-state school or, you know, any of the in-city schools, um, if we're operating the way we should, those are our pipelines that and players that if, if we want them, they should go nowhere else other than UW, period. Um, I won't. I won't rehash old old women's basketball grievances. Um, 
Dude, Josh is a beast. I want him at UW so bad. I I hope he I hope he comes here and to be honest, why 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 wouldn't you come here? It's in state, your family, friends get to come watch you. It's a great school, like come Tugs, on. Tugs, Tugs, can you add one word before beast so I can mark it off my bingo card? <laughs> one word, what's the word you say before beast? I, I still I just I want to get the whole thing. Is he going to yeah, yeah. Jcap's not here. He's it in, man. Yeah, but I said facts for for Jcap. So. Yeah, we all said facts at some point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the word I was thinking, Tugs, I was waiting for you to say "fucking beast" because that's that's the beast. word you missed out. <laughs> he is a beast. Uh, Roman, anybody else that we should uh, anything else we should touch on O line wise in terms of you know I think we're. Numbers-wise, we're pretty constrained with this class. Uh, but anything else that, or any anyone else, or anything else, we should keep in our, keep our eyes on. Uh, it's it's kind of a cop out because he's already commit. But I definitely want to give a shout out to Parker Brailsford. Uh, yeah. There there aren't a lot of true centers, I would say, that you see already. Because look at Miles Morrow, who played left tackle at high uh, in high school. There mm-hmm. aren't a lot of kids that are already playing the interior of the offensive line have some of those mechanics down like Parker does. And I think the huge piece coming into a, coming into his true freshman year. But yeah, out, outside of that, what I can say is that the, uh, the offensive line and uh, Josh and Mark. Go ahead. Hood. Um, and that's for, that's for this class. Um, I'm really excited to see how we, uh, how we approach the recruitment of Papa um, Afua. Uh, like I like I mentioned previously, you know, it kind of went viral after his visit with Bama, um, and then obviously that old day kind of pipeline there. I'm really excited to kind of see how things develop with him. If he's already getting those types of offers, you know, obviously that's going to force our eyes on him or uh, force us to you know kind of go a little bit heavier on him, um, especially super early in this process. But so that's somebody I got my eye on, as well as um, I, my eye on the staff as well, to see how we approach that situation. Um, as he's already got a bunch of eyes on him, probably going to be one of the top ten players at his position in the country, if not, you know, top five. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Um, I think he's class of twenty-four. So yeah, and I know, and then we, I know we also. Um, I did want to jump in and say, yeah, I, I definitely. I think we talked about it a little bit right after Parker committed. Um, Really liked his film, his mobility. I think at Roman, I I basically agree with everything he said. Um, I also want to shout out his, you know, his. Uh, I forget his Twitter handle off the top of my head, but he's I think one of the next, the, you know, in the long Papa B and A Z. Yeah, um, another in the line of great, great Husky parents on Twitter. Uh, so shout out to to not only to Parker but his whole family. Um, and then uh, also, you know, we'll keep an eye on uh, certainly the recruitment of Micah Ban. I think it's Micah Banuelos down at Kennedy, um, who you know protected Sam. I think he's mm-hmm. at twenty-three. Move on to talk about. Um, uh, I think we should touch briefly on Jackson Stratton, who committed. I think sometime in June or was that a May commit, Roman? Uh, but wanted to certainly get your thoughts on on Jackson. I, I believe that was late May. I I I. I, I... I know a lot of things uh, in my non-insider position. I don't have every single recruit tape memorized just yet. So, you know, you can slander me on Twitter for that. It's, it's, it's all good if you, if you come at me for that. That's what I, makes I, you a non-insider. 
I know. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to put you on the spot or like grill you. And the IPAs. Well, we're, we are not attacking IPAs on this podcast. Get out of here with that, Tugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Tugs. No, not a fan of IPAs. I'm with you on that, Tugs. <laughs> if you want, I, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, with Jackson Stratton, uh, another one that was a little bit of a say um, at the at the time that it, but his film is the more you watch and see why he got an offer. Uh, obviously, he has like the uh, the football IQ. He had offers from Ivy League schools, which is always a good sign, especially for. Uh, an academic program of UW's caliber, but you can see that he makes every throw. He's got good vision and has a good feel for the pocket, which I really like. Arm strength needs a little work, but at the same time, able to make those really tough throws like uh, like quick outs. Uh, I I really like that, and he's able to fit the ball windows, which is also really nice. Uh, at the moment, obviously with Sam Heward, it's really tough to say that. Landscape can come in and win the job on day one or come in and compete as a redshirt freshman. Um, but I really do like what the intangibles and the, the that he brings to the room. Yeah, that was that was something that I was I was even thinking, um, you know, in prepping for the pod tonight was that, you know, I, I like I certainly like his tape and unless you're at the level that we're not quite at yet, that we aspire to be where we're in the national championship conversation year in, year out and like expected to be in the playoffs. You're not going to see quarterbacks year after year where you're going to get a high four or a low five guy that, you know, and it's just, that's not going to be the case. Um, So yeah, no, no, no issues there with the take. I like his film. I thought he had pretty good mobility, good size. Uh, Anybody else have anything on Jackson? Um, just really quick, I mean, I mentioned it last time. I think it was me and DP talked about it. But um, you can definitely get, you know, um, kind of a read on JD's on JD's type, uh, you know, with uh, the kid out of Bosco, uh, Drew Alar. You can kind of get a read on his type. Um, so that kind of big, kind of dynamic arm angle type thing. Um, you know, they, they kind of all look alike a little bit, too, which is kind of funny. But, um yeah, you definitely get a read on JD's type, so I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm not really too much into the – I don't mind it, but I'm not too much into the smaller guys. You know, I don't mind a mobile guy, um, but not too much into the smaller guys, and it just looks like JD's not either. Um, looks like all these offers are 6'2", six, 6'3", six, higher um, with that size too. So I think we're going to like have to get – while JD's here, we're going to have to get used to these types of uh, offers going out to – this type of uh, prototype for him. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on uh, to, and I, I don't think I've missed any commitments uh, once we've mentioned uh, our commitment from over the past weekend, which is Ben Roberts out of East High School down in Utah. Um, I'm going to suggest the nickname here and now that to call him Ben the Beast Roberts. Uh, or, or maybe to shout out Tugs Ben, the fucking Beast Roberts. <laughs> um, yes. Loved, love, love the take. Uh, really see him as a great fit for um, what, you know, for what we need and what we're looking for. Great, you know, great flexibility, I think, to play a lot of three tech. Um, and, and, you know, w- with his size, he could move inside, but with his height and his length, 
see more probably at a three. And then when we're playing a run heavy team like Stanford, Stanford, um, maybe being able to pivot out when we go three down linemen, pivoting out to the five text and really um, to the five text bot uh, and making an impact against the run. Um, who wants to jump in first or, or Roman, do you want to go, go first and then we'll open it up? Yeah, definitely. My thoughts on Ben are, I think he's definitely way more advanced as a pass rusher as he is right now than a run. It, but it's not quite at the level of Voitanufi, who I think has the potential to be the best true pass rusher out of all the East games. Um, sort of going off of that, I he'd be best as a three tech. He's not necessarily at open to the nose. And yeah, uh, Hooligan, as you said, three down lineman, he could he could um, sort of shift outside to the five. But the thing about Ben that I like is just he's sort of fits that mold of Levi Anzarike. He doesn't necessarily have as fast of a first step or the same kind of elite hand-fighting ability that Levi was able to develop in Texas. But at the same time, you know what you're getting out of an east-high defensive lineman. You're getting somebody who is going to be able to make an impact. And I think if you add 10 pounds to his frame and are able to really his hands, I think that he's going to be an an impact guy. Yeah, the wingspan in particular stood out because there's a couple times, like, I agree with you, you don't necessarily see as much of the the kind of standing the blocker up, the the leverage plays, Um, but there's a couple times where he ends up, you know, he frees himself from from his blocker and and, and ends up just engulfing the running back. Um, And they're not getting away from him once he gets his hands on him. Uh, anybody else on on Ben? Go ahead, Hood. Yo, Roman. Uh, really quick. Uh, I don't know if you could touch on it, but um, I saw on his visit that he was in a boot. Uh, what, do you know what's going on with that at all? I can't speak on that because I don't know. It. Uh, that's yeah. That's something that, and the players still in high school. They're they're very sort of things. So yeah, that's something that I I, I can't say I have any inside info on. I love that uh, Utah, that that high school he goes to, the Utah to UW pipeline for for uh, D D lineman. It's it's amazing. I love getting D lineman out of Utah. It's great, especially that high school because it's yep. quite. I think it's quite literally like across the street from Rice Cycles. It's pretty nice. School where High School Musical. Oh, <laughs> oh. You and DP, man. Yeah, I did DP not, would I love did that. I did not know that until the other day. <laughs> yeah, DP knew that. DP and maybe... can do all of the dance moves. <laughs> we need a video of that ASAP. If he's yeah, walking, if he's coming for NIL now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think that's all of the commits that we've had come in. I certainly also wanted to... Uh, to touch on some of the the other um, visitors and, and Roman, you know, if you want to start off, just your general impressions and, and from what you saw of the weekend um, before we kind of dig into uh, each of the individual players themselves, and then anyone who, after Roman, anyone who wants to chime in on it, take take it. <laughs> well, I can't specifics right now. Uh, I would say that the consensus of the last weekend was nothing but good vibes. Uh, I was able to talk to Lance Holtzclaw on Sunday. Um, well, we were both sitting in airports, so shout out to Lance for that. Uh, but they 
everything that I'm hearing from around the program, uh, from from my sources, from actually talking to Lance himself, and from obviously admits that they've been able to rope in since then, it ev- everything is uh, is pointing towards uh, the up and up. I would say for this past weekend. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I will say the, the or, uh, I know DJ and Leah, uh, Leah, go ahead. And then I, and then DJ. Oh, it looked like you, you were raising your hand, DJ. I was, I was just, I'm heading out. Got, oh, got all right. Have a good one, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was going to say and, and recognize was that, uh, in our previous episode, we had done a fair amount of griping about the butcher paper backgrounds um and i will say that the, the the photos coming out of this weekend were levels like 10 oh, or 12 yeah. levels up i mean it speaks to the fact that jimmy is clearly listening to the pod we all know yep. it. he follows all of us so of course he's listening yeah shout out jimmy i was the last one of the group to get the follow i'm just i'm just gonna throw that out there right now <laughs> yeah my name Roman, I I did chalk art this week for Washington Wednesday, and he didn't give me a like. So think about how me think about my feelings. <laughs> I'm no sorry, Leah. I'm really sorry I didn't take those into consideration here. Jeez, <laughs> rude. <laughs> think about someone other than yourself, Roman. All right. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about Rocky. Look at you're thinking Taking about him and not kissing his little doggy nose. That's very upsetting. No, I. Uh, um. So let's let's start since you've mentioned him already uh, in your airport conversation there, Roman. And I know you can't talk a ton of specifics, but uh, uh, I had a, I took a little time this afternoon to watch uh, Lance's film. Uh, the things that really stood out to me: the closing speed, um, definitely the fact that he looked very comfortable. You know, starting out either you know with his hand on the ground or, or standing up. Um, and then w- one of the particular highlights that that uh, I appreciated was at about a minute and thirty four. Um, there's a, a running back that's trying to pick him up and he just blows him the fuck up. Um, and it seemed to really like, I also, you know, for a ring, you know, he's pretty tall, six, four, about two, I think two ten uh, is what it was listed on his huddle for somebody that is of that length. Um, I saw him playing with really good leverage and like not getting super tall when he's got his hand in the ground. Um, which I, I saw him, you know, being able to, to get off blocks, but Roman or hood or anyone who, who watched the he- film. Go ahead. Or Tugs, you got a question. Oh, good. I I just got a quick question. We're we're recruiting him for outside linebacker, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's. I just want to clarify that. He seems. He seems. He seems pretty raw. Um, but uh, you can obviously see the traits there. Um, and in the size as well. Um, uh, in relation to his recruitment. I really, really enjoyed how he pointed out the uh, the NIL stuff. Um, so, and I, I'm really, I'm really getting, um, I'm seeing nice little uh, comments made from recruits about our NIL uh, pitch specifically. Now, granted, like everybody else is saying, hey, you know, I visited here, and you know, they spoke about this, they spoke about that, but it seems like the first thing out of um, uh, out of recruits' mouth when they speak about you, Dub. So um, I- I'm really enjoying that uh, that uh, prioritization of the NIL. But um, specifically with Lance in relation to his ability, um, I-, I do think he's very, very, very uh, raw. 
long, um, but I like where his head's at. If he's prioritizing NIL stuff, then that means, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's really in tune with what's going on and, and, and kind of one of our kind of guys. It is, uh, I, I never do this. Shout out to myself because I did ask him to go into a lot of detail about the NIL because uh, that was the first time that I was able to talk to anyone from that visit and they were able to actually sort of dive into details about what the um, what they were, what they were going for with with the NIL. Uh, so go read that realdog.com. Got to give it the plug. <laughs> but I'm done some crap. Yeah, me too. Do it. Love it. One of the things about Lance when it comes to his is very raw when it comes to a technique stand. I think he's spoken um, spoken to a little bit. He's got his, he has elite speed. That first step that I talked about when it comes, came to the inside um, with Levi, Ben Roberts, Lance has that on the outside. And while obviously he can't necessarily sustain playing 210, 215, he, all the traits that you'd be looking for, uh, I rice a lot because he's got that same kind of athleticism that Braylon did coming out of, uh, coming out of high school, and there's there's a lot to like, is what I would say. He's from Dorchester, Massachusetts, so you got to shout out uh, to. The... <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would consider myself one of them, I guess. You know, as a Red Sox fan. <laughs> but Roman, you're our asshole. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> L.A. born and raised, Boston. You know, it it, it all comes together at some point. We gotta get uh, the man. You're not a true mass. Oh, I have one. I have one. You're not a true mass hole. <laughs> what does it take to be a true mass hole? So many oh, things. <laughs> born, born and raised there. I went to school in the north, in the northeast, and it's yeah. You're not a mass hole. <laughs> you got to be born and raised there. Yeah. You guys sing with, "Sweet I, Caroline" all the time. Yeah, yeah. I do I sing it when bloody. it comes on. You're you're good shit, Roman. So does my daughter. I'm concerned she's becoming a Red Sox fan. But I like your daughter. <laughs> so what, what do you get? So Rome, like, what's the feel in relation to Lance? Like, uh, as far as personality fit, um, I see the talent fit. I see you know the the raw athleticism, etc. How is he as like a, a person, um, you know, like where do you see that they have a kind of dog in him or, you know, is it NIL? Is it academia? So it's a little bit, he, he's referenced a lot about um, experience in college. He's already, you know, made a, at, at 14 years old. So he's, he's very open to any experience. And one thing that I, that I that really stands out to me when the first time I talked to him was when I asked, "What are you really looking for in a school?" He told me that one of the biggest things for him is uh, in a, a just an environment doesn't necessarily feel like it's just a football team, where than that that it's a family atmosphere and that he can go out with his teammates and play video games after, or just go with them and not feel like it's a strictly business relationship. He referenced he uh, didn't get any any of the specific. I know that it's not like that everywhere, so really interesting to me. So that he he understands the kind of culture that needs to be around him to win. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah. Tugs, you, do you have a question or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, cool. All right, we'll move on. Uh, last but not least of the guys that we haven't talked about. And so we, I don't think we need to super dig into what we like about uh, uh, Ryan Otten and Ben Morrison. We covered them on a previous pod. We can do a quick update on them. But I wanted to certainly touch on Tevarua Tefiti. Um, Roman, what do you think? And then I'll, I'll kind of share my thoughts from looking at his tape again today. I have a bit of a mixed feeling on Tafiti, not as a player, but as a fit because uh, he's listed as an outside linebacker. I think that it would be very easy for him to transition inside. He needs to be a little bit better as a wrap-up tackler, I would say, to be a true inside at the college level. But I think that he has a lot of potential in both positions. And the guy I comped him to the other day, Eddie Ulofosio, because he can do either. Start him on the outside. You can see how he plays there. You can see his athleticism, his power, uh, his his first step off the edge. Need that extra assistance at the inside. You can move him there if necessary. Or you can just start him off there. He really is the definition of a hybrid. So there's just there's so many different options that you can have with a guy like that. I, I, I love that. I saw what you saw. I saw what you saw, brother. Um... Yeah, I, I definitely see kind of the, the hybrid element. Um, what I will say, though, is that we also got to realize that that position is uh, at outside and inside is very young. Um, so we're not expecting him to come in and have to do anything immediately, but hit the weights and be a brother to his teammates. You know what I mean? So and figure out the culture and things like that. So I think he can definitely carve out a cultural role and like a and develop his body enough to the point where when we do ask of him uh, to do to to, uh, to do something, he's he's prepared and ready. I mean, we are what four or five deep. We got you know Calvert leaving, and he was projected a starter as true freshman when he came in, et cetera. So we we've got significant depth of the position. So I'm not too concerned about his development really. Um, so I think he can definitely uh, turn out to be really, really well because we're not going to ask too much of him early. And I'm thinking like redshirt sophomore is when he makes his first impacts, redshirt freshman, maybe special teams if he can carve a role early on. Uh, but we got a lot of bodies there, man. So I'm not too concerned. I would just love for that type of high-profile player to just get in the building and uh, just kind of prove himself. So, And it's a great yeah. win for, for B. It would be a great win for BG something he really needs going into his new role. Um, so that'd be a great KB all the time. And BG needs some of these kind of uh, big time four, five, five, three star dubs. Yep. Tugs, go ahead. Um, I, I like the fact that he could play inside outside because inside, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of worried going forward after next season going forward not like the depth we have depth but it's but it's unproven yet yes that's the word i'm looking for but it's young yet and and uh and relying on uh true freshmen to play i mean yes they could play and i mean but i i i the less true freshmen you could play the better for sure and and I, I would echo both, you know, what Roman and, and Hood were saying. You know, certainly I saw, I thought he was pretty smooth as an athlete. 
Um, I found it a little hard to get a read on his junior tape because it looked like basic, I, I'm assuming based on some of the COVID protocols in Hawaii, um, it was, it almost looked like they were playing touch football in pads. Um, but going back to his sophomore tape, I, I did want to uh, call out um, at about 327 of the, th- of the sophomore tape, he's, he's lined up more inside at a kind of a, a traditional kind of, you know, position on the field that an inside linebacker would look would line up and he makes almost a basically a textbook he slides down the line fills a gap and just stops the running back cold um and when you talk about that hybrid and if if we you know ultimately maybe kind of weight his 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 reps inside um that was i think very encouraging to me um all right moving on uh anything that we want to cover on ben morrison and ryan otten again we're not to make light of them i think we talked about him on a previous recruiting prod um, I think we we made a comp at that point, or somebody on the in our group made a comp uh, for Morrison to to Trent McDuffie. Definitely very quick twitch speed. He's got speed. Bring brings it when he when he when he's hitting a, a receiver, um, Roman or or Hood or or Tugs. Anything on Ben Morrison? I think Trent might be a little bit of a stretch as a comp, just because. Yeah, I agree with Trent that. Is, yeah. I, I agree. Really I, I I'm. Athlete. No, absolutely. Yep. Yep. I and well, uh, that that's not knocking Morrison at all. Uh, I think he's exactly. a great player as well. Uh, there's, I I think that if I were to give him a comp, I I feel like I'm cheating here saying this, but it'd be a little bit more towards Byron Murphy, because uh, okay. you know okay. the, 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 Arizona, the Arizona connection helps, but he has that same like as you said the uh, the tackling mentality, the the go get the ball kind of instinct. I, I feel yep. like I, I see a little bit more of that aspect than Trent because it's just you, you can't teach his four four speed and and those those hops that he has that's just no absolutely and I yeah Trent's a freak he's the best corner in the in the conference and and probably he's definitely in the conversation as the best corner in the country that was not to to demean Trent in any way and I don't I don't even know that it was me that made the Trent comparison when we talked about him originally it's just well, I'm gonna pin it on remember. you now. <laughs> hey, I've take I took a bullet. I took a bullet for DP already for for uh, under um, remember where BB did. I, I I can't take that many more bullets for for people on the pod. Um, and then certainly Ryan Otten again. Uh, you know, Little Otten, exceptional athlete. Please God be a dog. Um, Little Otten isn't he bigger than me? Oh my I God! Know, right? He's... Little in age, okay. but. Little Kate is like, he's so. dude. Auden with that picture with Jimmy Lake is dude. He's a he's huge. Oh, he's also huge. too, man. Can we get a huge shout out to Chance Bogan for kind of being the name yeah. of, of this uh, of this class? Um, you know, I don't really give a darn where he's ranked or whatever or anything that anybody's got to say. Uh, he's putting in that work. Uh, I saw the photo shoot with Stratton, um, you know, so he's already gaining a relationship there, allowing not yep. only him, but Stratton to also recruit. You know what I mean? So because if Stratton's getting dope vibes, then that, you know, resonates through all the class. Um, uh, I do want to uh, kind of ask Roman a question. Um with uh, the signing of Banks, is that any, like, 
does that mean anything for 22? Does that mean that, you know, you know, it's we're taking one less guy or anything like that since it was such a late take and it was a scholarship? Because I don't really see too much. Unfortunately, he's one of my faves, but I don't see too much buzz on, on Miles no more. Um, so just wanted to kind of. So I, I can't say that I have a 100% answer for you on that one. Uh, there's definitely going to be at least two defensive backs in this class, probably three. I think that it, Miles Pollard is still going to be a take at the moment. And then the other two guys that they're going to take a real close look at are uh, the boys out of Lincoln and San Diego, uh, the the Jalils, Jalil Florence and Jalil Tucker. Uh, I, I really like both of them. I, I know Jalil Florence is very high on UW. He's got his official coming up later this month. I'm not sure where they stand with Jalil Tucker at the moment. I know he's a little bit higher rated. Uh, I I know Florence is a low four star as of right now, but I think that if Pollard were to commit to let's say Michigan, that they would probably be pushing a lot harder for the package of Tucker and Florence. I agree. They're teammates too, and I think uh, Stratton is their seven on quarterback. I I think you're right on that one. Seven on seven is hard to track. <laughs> it's it, a dude, right? And what's uh, so a little tidbit here too. Um, I'm not gonna confirm it at all, but uh, uh, Jal- so my mom's maiden last name is Florence, and to be honest, uh, Jalil looked like all of us. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna need to do some 23 and Me on Jalil because. Uh, I would love to have him up in Seattle and meet some of us, come to a cookout, something like that, to see if he one of us. He looks exactly like us. So, imagine yeah. wanting to go to fucking Michigan from Tennessee. Oh my god. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah, that would be an. I, I, I really, I, I, I certainly hope Miles Pollard is a dog. Um, I, you know, we've raved about his film a couple of times on the pod. Um. But I, you know, in any case, like, I just want him to, you know, to go somewhere where, where he can go be great. And God, what a clusterfuck of a program Michigan is right now. I'm sorry, but get the, that would be a, a poor the, choice uh, from the a football flex standpoint. Of, the flex of hardball at the PLU camp, I didn't feel that. Like, I, you know, it was, it was marketed as some, like, Jim Harbaugh's here, but, like, is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan? Like, he here. You know, but is he even going to be – I think – I don't know if they extended him recently, but it's tough to to really take anything from that. Did you go to the PLU – need... did you – He did. Uh, you went to the PLU camp. Oh. Harbaugh or Hood? No, Hood. Hood. No, I did not. I, no. Oh, okay, okay. But but Harbaugh was there? Yeah, yeah, and he made he met a lot of people. Um, you know, got in touch with a lot of local um, seven on teams and stuff like that. Met the met the quote unquote right people um, in the area. So they're definitely out here. Um, I think they're also one of the people that uh, offered Papa. So and they offered Caleb Presley before they left. So they definitely acknowledged the talent that we have here. Which, like I've been saying, twenty three to to twenty four is loaded. Um, I can I. Could even probably include twenty five in that based on what I'm hearing. Oh God! Yeah, if we weren't, if it wasn't quite so far removed, say that that our best way to recruit against Harbaugh 
uh, when he comes out here, it's like you 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 know what kind of success he has in Seattle, right? Like just just roll back the the Seahawks tapes. Like, I mean, hopefully his his level of success in Seattle just continues when it you know instead of being the Niners coach or the the Michigan coach, which we would have beaten him last year if if that game had been played as it should have been, or oh or if it could God. have been. Um, let's just hope he has a similar level of success in Seattle as as he historically has. Has he beaten Ohio State yet? No. They were two and four. Holy shit. At Michigan, they were two and four. Last year? Yes. Oh, my fucking God. Yes, it's a COVID year. At the end of the day, man, blue blood, so they'll always have that pool. A coach is replaceable. So we can say two and four, like Penn State started the season 0 and 5, but is that going to stop them from recruiting? Uh, well, no. you all pulled in two or three people today, you know what I mean? And they were four and three, you know, had some terrible losses. So at the end of the day, like the machine continues. So we these are legit competitors. Uh, at yep. the end of the day, we're balancing more than a head coach. We're balancing these programs. So yep. they're, they're still legit yeah. competition. And that's why I'm putting those posts out there, like beat out this person. And while some of it, you know, fluff, you know, you probably stopped recruiting them a long time ago. It needs to be known that, these programs sent out offers and at some point was uh, were interested and essentially yeah well, either were uninterested because and the, and and the same is the same is the case for for some of the players that Oregon lands is that that you know you get a vibe early in the process that just because an offer exists doesn't this like you know yes it's you know may not be committable at at an Ohio State or an Alabama the offer was sent there was interest initially but their coaches get a vibe and that happens for us too where and I think that was the case certainly with Megwa. Um, and I'm going to shout out Tech. Uh, Tech had a great post on one of the boards about this, uh, about the the kind of the hierarchy of, of Texas high schools and kind of where the big-time programs or where the in-state programs tend to focus their attention. And Megwa was somewhat flying a little bit under the radar because he was at a private school. But KB got in there and established the relationship and kept it tight, kept it close. And when those big programs came calling, which isn't the case for every prospect, when it happens, we might have lost out. Look, let's uh, uh, let's just talk about the. I'm not that I'm going to call them a big time program, but we lost to commit to that team down south, where you know somebody might get <laughs> attracted by the flash and not the substance. But KB kept that relationship tight, and Meg was a dog. Like that's. I mean, that means something, but uh, uh, I think we should probably wrap it up. Or anybody else have anything else that they want to talk about? Or did I just derail everything? <laughs> no derail. No, that's you're my job again. <laughs> I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Long Hair, Don't Care, JCap. We miss you, brother. I miss, uh, you know, yeah. hearing about your drink choice, which no doubt is ice water because of Hot Girl Summer Diet. But yeah, <laughs> miss you, dog. You don't eat after like eight, right? He don't eat anything after eight, and he can't drink anything except for water. And he also the one with the bad food taste. I'm sorry, J-Cap. You don't hear this. <laughs> there will be no kale slander. I'm just gonna. I I actually don't like kale, but I'm gonna put put on my J-Cap hat and say there will be no kale slander on this podcast. I try so How about hard avocado slander. Yeah, avocado slander is not tolerated. Put that on some toast. That's, what's that? Nature's butter. 
Nature's butter. It's delicious. It's delicious. Nature's slime. Oh, see. Are we all ready to like eat disgusting a... foods when JTT commits? Are we all ready for that? Yes. I'm down, dude. I'm down. That's the final thing that we're like. I'm down. I'm gonna put on my Uber Doog hat. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my my buddy DP. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, of guys we miss, we miss you, DP. Um, uh, and shout out to Oregon Twitter who thinks that it's because they had the last visit that they've got a chance. Um, when you say look at mama, mamas. Twitter likes, they've got a, a distinct lean, let's say. And when Tracy Ford, who kind of goes back and forth in terms of how much he touts or touts anything but the University of Washington, even though his brother's on our staff, when Tracy Ford has a video of JT working out with Joe Tryon and Salvon and hashtags it as home team, Miles, uh, wasn't Miles there too? Man, yep. that was all dog there. Miles and Joe uh, and Savon, I think. Yep. I, I might be crazy dooging. Um, and I've, do. I've said it. I've said it a thousand times on Twitter in the last week and a half. Uh, shout out to Buckeyes that get all butt get all in their feels. Butt hurt guys. <laughs> what? They're they're taking yeah. a step back too. Their their confidence isn't too high either. And I, and I thought I felt like it was a it was a desperation move. Uh, I remember I, I mentioned it last time with my little choppy audio, but that uh, Jack Sawyer was 33, and I felt like it was a desperation move that they forced Jack Sawyer, a hometown guy, to change his number. So um, that I, I didn't feel like that was a oh a genuine no that was a hey, Jack get we need this kid. So it, it was a statement to me that like they felt like they were still in a competition and it wasn't as lopsided as a lot of people were thinking. So that's good perspective. Yeah. No. I, I don't think anyone except for JTT and his parents. I, I don't even think if JTT, I don't even know if, does he have siblings? They don't even know. He like, does have I think they probably go and like talk in a private room, like, Locked down in like a bank's vault and talk about I, it. I think no he, one needs knows to apply. he needs to apply for the FBI because he's keeping it super close <laughs> to the vest. And I'm actually well, super impressed because high schoolers don't tend to do that. So No, yes. I'm super impressed with how closely like, like he's kept this. Like no one knows what the yep. fuck he's doing. Good for this him. This should yeah. be processes, though. Like this, I, I feel like if you are top ten, top twenty, granted, NIL might change a lot about how you, you know, you lead yep. teams on now and stuff like that. But I feel like you can build your brand, obviously, and then still take this process as serious as this and not toy with fan bases, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, and I, I, I have a. Yeah, well, we we are coming out of a pandemic, so and there was no official. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. give him that. I mean, yeah, I I I will say that I have a, a I will almost regardless of his choice. Obviously, there's a school involved that um, it would be a dagger to the heart for him to. Uh, choose. I will say that regardless, I respect his process and that he has been very, it seems to be very intentional, very thoughtful and considerate and has handled it with a great deal of maturity. 
Yes. Um, and I respect that mm-hmm. for sure. Go ahead, Hood. It, uh, so I definitely want to, uh, since I did have a, a tweet that people took personal, I definitely want to address that, man, and just say that that was more or less about speaking to the culture of Washington State uh, and kids leaving and, and going to Oregon. It had nothing which, to do about which tweet telling was this someone. Uh, people had a significant, uh, took a significant issue, even like, you know, um, I had Keenan Curran all in my, you know, in my mentions and even had some flack from a, a, a gentleman who I, I feel like I I promote his platform, et cetera, et cetera. Um, DJ uh, definitely gave me a lot of pushback on basically saying that um, there's zero culture or zero trend uh, Washington athletes going to Oregon or promoting that, right? And Oregon athletes going to Washington. Sure, you have your anomalies, your blips, et cetera. Um, but look at how those people are treated in Oregon and look at how those people are treated in Washington. You know, if they kind of commit to rival schools, um, you know, so it wasn't malicious or saying a kid can't make his own decision. It's more so like this is not a culture. And, and while some people are promoting it, that's just never something we've done. We're used to kids going to USC, you know, Shaquan Aaron, uh, Kevin Porter. We're used to kids going to Kansas. Maze, Maze, yeah. Taylor, Taylor Mays, right? Uh, Zach Banner, yeah. uh, uh, Lodrick Stewart, and uh, Sam Cunliffe going to Kansas. Um, you know, so that type of stuff. Stanford with uh, the lineman history that they have mm. out of our state. So those things are understandable. But when it comes to, you know, committing to Oregon and being an athlete from Washington and committing to UW and being an athlete from Oregon, they were really classy about molding. So understandable. Um but that's just not a culture or a trend. So yeah, I did, that, that I mean, was and, my point. So yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I think they misread the smoke. That's like we're not going to come. Like if if he elects to go to Oregon, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna do what Oregon fans did with Kevin Love. And, and if yeah, you saw what that was like, no. But don't. But the, by the same token. And Hood, you and I have talked about this quite a bit. It's like if you choose not to go to Washington and you go to our rival, don't expect us to to welcome you back with with open arms. I was trying to talk about this with, or you know, I, I was trying to clarify this with some Ohio State fans that like you guys, a kid that from that's from Columbus that goes to Michigan is not going to be get a hero's welcome. This oh like, fuck no. No, the no, kids that are exactly. gonna, like you're, you're gonna you're gonna fall down the pecking order. You're you know if you choose to go to our rival, you're gonna fall way down the pecking order um, over kids that even from elsewhere that come here and put on for our team. Priority, absolutely. Do we wish ill? Do we wish ill on you? No. I mean, the, the no, biggest thing we all. wish on you is to lose to Washington four times. Mm-hmm. Right. We want and you to lose every game that you play against Washington, and then end. And end maybe game. why that? To, and, and and I'm just this is a hypothesis. But I think the reason that maybe some of those TTDS fans got all in their feelings is they might have been manifesting a little small duck energy. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. we need that to be an acronym. SBE. Oh, okay. Uh, Leah started that one already. But no, no, no. I said SBE. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. But, <laughs> 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 
in any case. Um, oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think hopefully we've got more things in the pipe. Hopefully we, um, until it doesn't happen, I'm still going to hold that hope that JT's a dog. Um, anybody else dog. have anything else? He's all dog. Yeah. He's and all dog. What are we, I know what, I mean, I'm going to eat cereal with milk. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to eat guacamole. Avocado. Yeah, what are you gonna? You know, Tugs eats everything, so it doesn't matter. He eats <laughs> oh man, like Tobiko. I hate Tugs Tobico. needs to drink water on a pod. Tugs doesn't show up sober to a pod. That shit ain't happening. Me and Tugs will be on the same video next time. Where you live at? All right, uh, Roman, you have anything else? Uh, and we appreciate you so much for hanging on, uh, for hanging in with us, and 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 talking recruiting to the greatest to the greatest extent possible in the great way you do. Uh, anything else that you'd like to say before we close it out? No, I've got nothing else. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, You're always you, Roman. Welcome. It's a pleasure, man. Hey, bro. Right. How you pronounce your last name? Tomashoff. Come on. <laughs> got you. All right. Thanks for listening. We should have this. Uh, hopefully, you're, you're listening to this on Friday. That's greatly dependent on on my ability to edit quickly. Um, thanks. Have a great holiday weekend. Uh, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Happy Independence Day. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs.